Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to the Sky Guys podcast. We're here for our Ask Me Anything episode, Volume 1. I'm your host, Mike Phillips. Pete will be joining us shortly. He's having some technical difficulties, trying to work them out behind the scenes. But with us, as always, here, uh, the grand inquisitor of this podcast, Nick Fred is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Uh, very excited to get into this episode specifically. It's going to be a little different than something we've done in the past. And I want to welcome our guest here and congratulate him on his recent wedding. Congratulations, Dan. And also say a friend of the podcast was just married this past weekend to Jojo Chaffee. So congratulations to him as well. Yep. So Dan Martini is here. Dan wants to congratulate on the on the wedding. And how are you doing? Uh, we're doing really, really well. And it was good to see that Mr. Jojo uh, got, got hitched as well. So congrats to them and just happy to be here. Happy to uh, walk everybody through it. An interesting episode, something a little different for you guys. Yep, absolutely here. So we'll get some plugs out of the way before we get started here. So I'll mention the top of the podcast. You want to subscribe, do so. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon, all usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys, your favorite podcast platforms. Find episodes there. Make sure you subscribe because if you were on the doesn't suffering feed you're not getting these episodes so if you like this stuff make sure you check it out here and nick if you want to follow social media how can i do that you could follow at sky guys podcast it's on instagram twitter threads and tiktok yep you can check the youtube version mike phillips on youtube and we always have our visual props here dan we're just going off ahsoka season so lego ahsoka is still hanging out with us here for the ama i love that yeah you gotta have it gotta have it here and uh nick I believe we have a little bit of Star Wars news, not too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two quick things. Number one is I, I don't, I don't play Minecraft. Never have played Minecraft, but I know people who do, and they have a new DLC coming out called Path of the Jedi. So if you're a if you're a Minecraft fan and a Star Wars fan, I guess that's for you. And then second is uh, Mike. We're, I'm, I'm going to just read the headline here, and then hopefully you could. Uh, Tell me some more here is that the actor strike is, seems to be installed uh, or at a, at a standstill and there's no timetable for for uh, a resolution here. So maybe you can go into more detail on that. I will in one second. First of all, welcome Pete to the podcast because Pete has always technical issues. So welcome aboard, Pete. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, kind of put a damper on that. So welcome, uh, Dan. Thank you for coming. And uh, thanks for uh, having me, Mike. And I'm excited to talk a little Star Wars. Yep, and we're in the middle of the news section here, Pete, so let's give the update here on the actor's strike. There's talks have broken down here. The studios walked away from the table. They feel the actors as for too much money, which, again, I'll point out here that we are supportive of the actors. Without any the work of the actors, we don't have a Star Wars podcast. We're talking about stuff, so we'll see how long these studios wait to resume negotiations, but might be a minute, Nick. They might, because I feel like both sides are, this is two years, they're a ticked off right now. Maybe. We'll see. And that's Never it. Know. That's could it. just be like they're walking away, like yeah. how you walk away when you're buying a car, and then they call you and tell you to come back. So you never know. Yeah, there, there is a time deal. Well, I think that's beyond the scope of this podcast. That's it for the news, though. That's it. All right. So Dan, you want to let us know here what we're what we're t- going to do today? Since we're calling this AMA Volume One on the podcast. Yeah. So AMA for those of you that don't know means ask me anything. Um, we. Mike and I had been talking about this for a little while for kind of the more casual Star Wars fan who wanted to listen in on an episode and say, okay, I haven't been able to follow along to everything that's been going on kind of in the Star Wars megaverse or whatever we want to call it now. And uh, between all the Disney plus shows and and the, the newer movies and just kind of understanding all the different animated shows that are out there as well. So let's just dive back in and let's just have like 
You don't need to know a ton about everything that's going on, but we got three guys here that are experts in this area and do love and, and listen to all that content all the time. So why not? Let's just go and ask some random questions. So guys, what we're going to do here is we've got five sections for today to get through. First one's going to be quick hitters. Uh, the next one's going to be some hot takes. Uh, we're going to talk about who would you want on your team in a fight uh, where we're going to list out three basically characters uh, from each kind of, you'll see different factions within Star Wars and you're going to choose one of them and you'll explain why. Then we're going to get into a deep thought. I'm going to ask you a big question. I want to hear all three of your answers. And then we're going to do some rapid fire questions at the finish. On top of that, if we've got time, we've got some bonus questions uh, that it potentially we've received, obviously through some Reddit forums and some other people who are following along to the show itself. So Mike, if it's good by you, uh, we will dive in. You got anything else before we get started? I think you explained it pretty well. I think we could get started. All right, cool. Well, let's go quick hitters. So in order, all right, for this section, all right, we're going to start with Nick, then we'll go Pete, and then we'll go Mike. So first quick hitter, I want to know what is your absolute favorite series that they've put out so far, Disney Plus or Netflix? My favorite series is The Mandalorian. It's not, I don't think it's the best one. I think Andor is the best one. I said that before, but I think my favorite is The Mandalorian. The amount of excitement there is over a new Mandalorian episode still hasn't been beaten, even though there have been better shows, like I said, Andor. Mandalorian still takes the cake in that I am most excited to watch a Mandalorian episode. Okay, go ahead, Pete. So uh, it's not recency bias, Ahsoka. I think Ahsoka is the best show that Disney Plus has put out. I've said it multiple times on this podcast, which has been probably deemed a hot take. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the show for me. I think it hits all, all facets of star Wars and uh, it's not recency bias. Like I said. All right, there we go. Mike, what do you got? I'm going to go with Nick on Mandalorian here. Cause obviously Ahsoka was great here, but I think there was like a whole cultural like phenomenon that happened with Mando one and Mando two. I think like, Ahsoka, I, I get Parvins do the right, the actor strike and the writer strike and then not be able to promote the show as much, but like it doesn't have that same kind of cultural zeitgeist that you have with Mando. So I'm going to go with Mando. Okay, there you go. All right, now we're going to get even more specific, guys. Same order. Go back to Nikki. Favorite scene from any of these series or from any of the movies? Your absolute favorite scene. What's that scene that you just cannot get out of your head because you enjoyed it so much? My favorite movie scene in all of the Star Wars movies, right? I guess in any of it, series and movies, but it comes from a movie, is the lightsaber battle between Anakin and Count Dooku, and Obi-Wan's involved a little bit until he gets unconscious in the beginning of episode three, because I think it shows you how much Anakin has grown in the Clone Wars. And you can see at the end of two, they have basically the same battle and they both get destroyed. And here we are three years later in the movie, it's three years later also, like three years of real time and three years of in-universe time. And you go in there not having known what happened over those three years because in 2005, the Clone Wars didn't exist. And you're like, wow, he grew so much. He dominated Dooku, who was like unbeatable. And he just wiped the floor with him. So to me, that was my favorite moment in Star Wars because it just showed how much Anakin grew. Very cool. What do you got, Pete? So for me, I think it's the series finale of the Clone Wars. Um, I think Order 66 and everything that happens with all characters there is probably the most powerful moment in Star Wars. 
Um, it, you know, it hits a little bit harder when you've seen the episodes, uh, excuse me, when you've seen the movies, episodes one, two, and three. Um, and I think that it's a, an emotional and powerful last episode, but also last scene of order 66. Cool. And go ahead, Mike. I think for me, the thing that came to mind first was the Mando season two finale, the bit where Luke Skywalker comes in, he's mowing down all the death troopers in the hallway. And then we get the big goodbye between Mando and Grogu and Din Djarin takes his helmet off and they had the moment to say goodbye. I think that moment sticks with me. Uh, all the stuff. That's the first that popped in my head, so I'm going to go with that. That was definitely pretty epic and somewhat controversial, so I'll give you that as well. Um, all right, and then we'll go last quick hitter here. Who is your absolute favorite character? Doesn't have to be reason why. We're going to dive more into characters uh, later on today, but if you have to just go with one character that is your ride or die, who is it? I, I have an honorable mention, which is Maul, just because of how much he's been fleshed out over the years, but it's not him. I have to go with Anakin slash Vader. He runs the whole saga. It's it's all run through him. He goes from being a little kid to being an immature teenager to being a great Jedi to being Vader to then going back to Anakin for one little bit. And the whole saga is really about him at the end of the day, and I'm, and I'm all for it. Okay, fair. What do you got? Yeah, so so for me, I'm gonna be a little bit not original. I have to copy Nick here. I think it's Vader for me as well. Um, it's always been Vader, even before seeing the Clone Wars and everything like that. You know, as a kid, coolest guy on the screen. You get to know the backstory, you get to understand the entirety of Vader's storyline. It just makes it so much better. No surprise so far that our experts are diving in on Vader. So what do you got, Mike? I make it three for three on Vader here because he's the most compelling character. As soon as he shows up, you like are drawn to him. And then getting his backstory through both the movies and the animated shows definitely adds to it. And Anakin, like, especially being redeemed a little bit in the prequel era with the Ahsoka stuff, it definitely helped his cause. Nobody went Can I throw in? I'm shocked. <laughs> Just Can I throw in an argument for someone else? It's not who I think, but I want to throw in an argument here for Boba Fett in that. He just, all he was, was a man with armor. I've said this before on this podcast. All he was, was a man with armor. He wasn't even named in Empire Strikes Back. He technically was, because the holiday special came out first. But, like, on screen, they never said his name, especially in Empire Strikes Back. They eventually did Return of the Jedi. So it was just a guy with a costume, and it spawned an entire race of people, an entire show, a spinoff show of his, a spinoff of the spinoff, or his show, Mandalorian, mixed that around. But it's pretty insane how just one appearance of looking so cool led to so many things. Definitely a yeah, wild yeah, thought yeah. there. Like he's got to be the best side character in the history of sci-fi. I think it's and also, and I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think it's really important that when you're kind of in this genre of, of lore and, and storylines and whatnot, to, to constantly have a character who, you know, doesn't necessarily have any special powers outside of the suit itself. So I do think that, that is kind of, I mean, there are some things that are unique, but um, you're right. I think that that kind of keeps it grounded and kind of makes it feel real and special. So we'll go with that. Yeah. Dan, I want to get your take uh, on something real quick before I move on here. Cause this is cause Nick brought an interesting point with Boba in terms of like here. Do you feel like the, Backstory we're getting on Boba through his show and through the prequels that make him more interesting or less interesting? Is that for me or for Nick? For, me, for you, because Nick, I think, has weighed in on Boba. I want to get your take on it because I haven't heard your Boba thoughts. No, I mean, to be perfectly honest, 
you, I, I feel like my earliest connections, I was always fascinated by him. And I think that what they've done in the area that they've focused on right now, kind of going through that storyline and then developing out, I think it was honestly really important. And that was all the stuff that maybe we wanted. It just took a really long time to get to this point. Cause obviously we're, we're talking about generations and different and years upon years upon years. But now that we've gotten it, I, I do feel like that draws me in as more of a casual fan because I'm all about the gear. I'm all about cool weaponry. I'm all about, um, you know, especially cool headgear. So I will say from a kind of a casual fan viewer, I do think what they're doing right now brings you in. It makes you curious why they're, you know, targeting certain areas and why they keep developing. It's not just all about Darth Vader and, and Luke Skywalker anymore. That's an, and you know, th those storylines are part of it, but now the main focus is on all these deep cuts, but it gets you to want to know more. It, it, they're trying to pull those casual fans into making them constant and regular fans. So um, definitely in on it and definitely enjoyed it so far. So, All right, cool. So I just want to get your take on it. Now you can go back to your regular schedule of programming here. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'll try not to give too many of my own personal opinions on it, but um, let's, uh, let's jump into some hot takes here, okay? So I've got a couple that are targeted for each one of you. But um, I'm comfortable. I might double up on some because I might want to hear both of you. So this time we'll start with Pete. Um, Pete, what's one ending, either of a storyline, of a show, or of a movie that you personally could have written better or done better? Oof. Uh... Oh, Jesus. And we can come back if that's too. It's no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is gonna talk about hot take. I'm gonna. I think Empire Strikes Back. It's not the the final final scene, but the the I'm your father scene. I think could have been done a little bit differently. Um, I know back when it came out, that was the big reveal, right? I mean, that was the the, the biggest moment in sci-fi probably history at that point. Um, and you know, there's other parts of that movie that make it a great movie, but I even said in our movie rankings that Empire Strike Back, even though it's good, is not the top Star Wars film. Um, so I think if they did a little bit better writing and maybe did a different angle, yes, it's still Luke's father, but incorporated a little bit more than just like, hey, bro, I'm your dad. You know, I I didn't kill your dad, I am your dad. Like I just I feel like that could have been written a little bit better, make it a little bit more interesting. Um so that's that's like I said, huge hot take. I'll probably get roasted to shit on the internet for that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, let let the let the record show that Pete Pete Consadori could rewrite the most influential <laughs> scene in the history of cinema. It's, listen, he said hot take. He said hot take. What's it, hotter it, than that? That that's that's about as hot as it gets because that's one that you just don't touch. Um, that that is uh, that that's pretty incredible that you go there. Uh, uh, but hey, look, I was respected. I'm just curious. So you're saying you would have gone about that in a different way, a different setup. Um, maybe there would have been a different realization. Yeah, that he's their I, father, not just him telling him. Yeah, I think I think there was more to it. I don't think you take away the fact that it's Luke's father. I think that's pivotal to the storyline, obviously. Um, but I think there was a better way to do it. You you think okay. maybe more like Luke figures it out on his own. Maybe you think it's more impactful. I think so. I think that might be more impactful. I think, you know, we we learn about Vader's character. And let, let's be honest, Vader doesn't give a crap about anything. I, I, the fact that, like, in Empire Strikes Back, he's like, oh, let me tell you, I am your father. I didn't kill him. He wanted him to join, so maybe that's why it was, you know, he went to that level. But 
I think they could have done something different. And I think now knowing the whole backstory of Vader, I think it also kind of diminishes that line a little bit. And I talked about this in my movie rankings that I think if you take Star Wars as a whole and look at it, does Empire Strike Back really sit on top for there's other different reasons. I'm not going to say that, but I think a lot of people think of the I'm your father and the biggest twist ever. I think that gets delegitimized a little bit because now with all the Star Wars lore, yeah, of course, Luke is Darth Vader's son. Um, so that's why I went for that one. That's why that's my spicy, spicy hot take that, again, I'm going to get roasted for. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Just one quick follow up to this hot take. So do you th- do you personally think the more that the movies and series have dove into Anakin himself, does that kind of hurt going back and seeing how the first instance of Darth Vader that we're shown of, you know, you don't get a ton of personality. You don't get a ton of story. It's, it's such a big reveal because you just think it's almost robotic. Do you think it, do you think it helps or hurts what they're doing with Anakin and getting a little bit more of him, even in the most recently from the current series going on now? I think, I think it helps tremendously to the storyline, but I think it hurts the popularity of the movies four, five, and six. I think that, you need four, five, and six. I still think they're top tier Star Wars movies. But the 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 appeal of Darth Vader back in the day when you know I asked my dad and whoever whoever watched it when it first came out, who was this guy? He's a mystery. He's this guy in this big you know suit of armor, and he has this cool deep voice, and he's so strong, and he's just he's just mowing down people, and he's this big bad guy. And there was some sort of like I said, there's appeal of of the mystery. I feel like when you start watching the movies and if you sat down and watched it chronologically, there's zero mystery. You know, that's Luke's father, who's a Jedi, who was that went to the dark side, who's powerful. And look, it it is not a knock at the movies. And I understand why Lucas did it the way he did. He was waiting for technology. And I think it worked perfectly that way. But I don't think there's a person out there that can tell me if they watch the movies chronologically that they're still shocked that Darth Vader is Luke's father. You know already, right? So that's that's the only angle I'm coming from. So I think it helps the overarching thing of Star Wars because I think what they did with Anakin's character was phenomenal. I think that's perfect. And we talked about how Vader and Anakin is my favorite character. But I do think it hurts the movies themselves because, again, there's no mystery anymore. There's no, well, who is this guy? It kind of takes that away from the movies a little bit. Totally fair. Let's, uh, let's keep moving here. Uh, we'll go to Nick next. So, all right, um, Lucasfilms. They bring you in, Nick, and they say, all right, we admit it. This character, we completely did wrong. We did them dirty, and you get to fix it. Who is that one character that has just been completely done wrong and you think that you could fix? So I was actually preparing for the same question as Pete, and I had it already, so you threw me a curveball there. But I have an answer, and that is... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's Mace Windu. When you wa- when we think of those prequel movies, I think of him as such a character that he was he was the main guy, Yoda's right hand man. So I think. And then I rewatched the movie and I realized he's barely in them. He's barely in one, maybe two scenes. He's barely in two, only at the end, and in three, he's just annoying. So I would actually go and I would redo that in a way to get him more involvement i think what they did with his character was he needed they needed somebody to be the 
not the word I'm looking for, but someone to be the 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 guy at work who caused Anakin to go crazy. And that's who he was. He didn't trust him at all. He was a superior to him who was mean to him, for lack of a better term. And if I can, I wouldn't change that part about him, but I would get him more involvement in these movies. And not just him, the whole council, really, because Order 66 happens and they all die. And you're like, I don't even know who that was. I knew I knew one of them. I remember the guy with the big head. Mundi. I'm like, yeah, I remember him from the council. <laughs> Everybody else, I'm like, who's this guy? Who's that guy? I mean, I know who they are, but like the people who are watching the movie for the first time, I don't know who they are. And I feel like that's because they didn't flesh them out enough as characters in the prequels. So I would I change that, especially Mace Windu. A really, really good answer. And I think most people, even the casual Star Wars fans like myself, you know, when you look at like the top 10 most powerful Jedi, um, you know, Mace Windu's in there. He's like number six or seven. And, you know, you 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 kind of look at um, that and you're like, man, like they he seemed like such an insignificant minor character for being like the top 10 most powerful um, using the force. So it's just kind of fascinating to about, me that, you know, they didn't dive into that further. You think about the character and you're like, yeah, he was in the movies a lot. Go back and watch one and two. He maybe has a total of 10 minutes of screen time combined in one and two. And then in three, it's maybe another 10 minutes and that's it. Yeah, that's that's a really good answer because, you know, why why have such a powerful character uh, and not have a more compelling storyline? And that might have just been the writing at the time. Um, but yeah, if he popped up in another series or something in, in the future, I think that that'd be pretty cool too. Maybe the creation of order, you know, I don't know. But um, anybody else, Mike, what do you got on that on char character? Front? Oh, I have a very easy one for that one. And this is a sequel trilogy territory here. Finn got screwed in terms of writing this, this, this movie because you get him in seven. He's the defector from the empire, from the first order. He comes in. He's a little bit of a dope because he's trying to figure things out. It's very endearing about him. Then they send him on the casino planet side quest in episode eight. And he gets saddled with Rose, who was not written very well. And then, in 9, they basically put him in the background so Ray can do everything. And to me, it's like, Finn was very interesting. Finn should have had more involvement in the storyline. And I feel like John Boyega himself has said that he felt like they did the character dirty. Finn really got screwed. You know, I thought when we first saw Finn that he was going to turn into, like, kind of a newer age Han Solo. You know, continue to, like, develop skills and confidence and kind of be that one that kind of comes out of nowhere to save the day. And you're right, he, they really buried him. Why do you think they did that? I think because like his storyline was the worst in episode eight, and then they kind of said, "Okay, we're gonna fix nine, and like, okay, he's here, but he's just fun. He's not gonna be like anything important." Do you think that with the way just towards the tail end of you know those storylines, do you think that they were so focused on giving a wow finish because of the pressure to put out these new the new films? that they let characters like that just kind of their storylines fall just so that you got a classic Star Wars finish. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. That they were going for the wow moment. Yeah, and that's really a shame too because, you know, for such long films that that, that you, you would think that they could cut other things and focus more on, on these characters that, that did win over audiences. So what a shame there. But um We'll jump back in here too. Um, we'll come back. Actually, we're, we'll start with Mike this time on this one. So what's one thing 
okay, hot take here that you would completely change about the direction that Star Wars Disney is going right now? Like, if there's a certain path or certain shows that are getting too repetitive, like, what's one thing that you would change direction-wise? I think I speak for the general audience here, including, I think, everybody in this panel here. Can we get away from the 20, year, like 20 years between Episode 3, Episode 4, like, you're in this narrow time strip of Star Wars history. You're doing all sorts of pretzel twists and turns in the story to try and make things make sense. Like, Obi-Wan itself had a lot of problems with that in terms of we have to have this fight, but he can't win, and so on and so forth. And I think if we can push our storyline further into the future, as my opinion, further in the past, is definitely, I think it would be... Because you have a lot of empty space in this galaxy to play with. You're basically trying to tell stories on the size of a postage strip. There you go, Nick. What do you have? Same thing. Uh, I agree with Mike, but it's not my answer. Um, I would go away from, and this is a very biased answer because I don't like the sequel movies. So I know people who do like the sequel movies would say I'm crazy for this. But I think these shows that they're doing now, this whole Mandoverse, how it takes place all around the same time, which is like in between six and seven, they need to, and this also applies to other shows too that don't take place between six and seven, they need to stop making the shows all eventually lead into what we know as the sequel trilogy. Everything about these shows is just to validate the trilogy, and it kind of brings, it puts a damper on the shows for me. So I'm sitting here and watching The Mandalorian and Ahsoka and whatnot, and I'm seeing everything get built up for this big Thrawn movie, the Heir to the Empire movie that's supposed to come out in, let's say, four or five years from now. And I'm getting all excited, and I'm like, honestly, what's the point of getting excited? Because I know where it leads. So I wish that they would stop making it so everything has to lead right into that. It's okay if it takes place in the same timeline, but it doesn't have to like directly make it so that makes sense. And that's what kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah. So it sounds like you want something that is more open ended, you know, kind of like a. Yeah. Maybe if it took place after or way before, fine with that. Do you think that's because they're trying to protect that timeline and protect those other movies so that they, there's no opening for some, you know, deep hardcore fan like yourself to say, oh, well, we never actually found out what happened there, which could lead to fan theories that, you know, this is left untouched and this might have not actually happened to you. Or do you truly think that they're just going with things that they know for certain are going to sell with audiences? I think they're think trying to do, I think they're trying to do things that will sell while also validating everything that in the sequel trilogy that was raises a question. People had questions. The main question people had was, well, who was this Snoke guy? Well, what, what, what was that? He showed up for a movie and a half and he just died. And literally the Mandalorian is about Snoke. Uh, um, excuse me, the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian is about Snoke and Palpatine's resurrection. Like those two things are there, but they're tackling in those shows by having the cloning and whatnot. So they're trying to make that stuff make sense because I those were the two big questions. Who's Snoke and how Palpatine come back? It's sort of like how they use Clone Wars to sort of fix the questions people have between two and three. Right, but they weren't plot holes between two and three. No, I'm saying they like, weren't plot. They were they weren't plot holes. They were just well, who's this guy? Well, I don't care about Plo Koon. That wasn't an issue. It was just like it, was, it wasn't like a, this story doesn't make sense because I don't care about this guy. It was just a, I don't really care about this guy because I don't know who he was. With set with. The sequel trilogy, especially the Palpatine stuff, it's like, this doesn't make sense. He died. Like, this is a hole in the story that you need to explain, and now they're doing it in a show. A little bit uh, similar, Mike. Yes, they're they're fixing problems with the trilogy, 
but they in in one, two, and three with the Clone Wars, they were just filling in gaps. Here, they're explaining plot holes. Yeah, and that could be a dangerous game too because you could lose interest for people who just aren't invested in that. So, um, Pete, I'll I'll pass it over to you as well. Um, last one here, and then we're going to get into uh, a fun segment here. But anything you would change on this kind of a uh, you know the trajectory that they're on right now? Um, I think they need to, and I think they're starting to do this slow down with how much content they push. But I also would put out there that each show should be at least fifteen episodes. Um, a lot to get through, um, or season, I should say. A lot to get through, a lot of content that would be good if we uh, we got more explanation of. So I would go as far as to say 15 episodes, let it go for three months, three and a half months, instead of having it for like a month, two months, and then we're left with questions. Um, well, not questions, we're left with a rushed ending, I should say. It would also solve the Disney Plus problem. I saw an article, I think it was in... Uh fortune the other day is saying disney plus needs something other than an alternating star wars and marvel live action show for content base they need like an original like a show with yeah. characters that we've never seen a show with that doesn't take place in a universe just a show you know what i mean just like there are netflix shows that are just shows well um, just, just for the sake of time and keeping us moving here too, guys, let's get into the kind of the rapid fire section here. Um, this is going to be, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bounce around a little bit, um, but we'll do rapid fires and then we'll get into some other things here. Um, you know what, actually, sorry, I'm going to make a change too. Let's go back into who are you going to take? This is a fun segment. Who are you going to take in a battle? Okay. So you only get to choose one from each of these factions, okay? So what we're looking at right now um, is uh, we're gonna start with Nick, okay? Nick, you get to choose one of these three to go into a fight. You can go with Rey, Obi-Wan, or Luke from the Jedis. I will, you have to choose one, give me an answer why, and then we will come back on the tail end if you have a alternative answer to that. But I'm, I've, I've picked specific threes from each of these factions. So we'll start with Nick. Once again, you got you can choose Ray, Obi-Wan, or Luke. I'll go into battle with Luke. I think he is a good warrior. He was able to somewhat defeat Vader. He did defeat him, but Vader was much older and weaker at the time. And, he, and it wasn't just his power. It was his mindset that was able to convince Vader to come back to the light. So I think he has a perfect mix of the brains and the muscles, if you will, with his battling skills to make a near-perfect Jedi. Okay, Mike, who do you have out of those three? Ray, Obi-Wan, Luke? I'm going with Obi-Wan. I don't put the faults of the Vader situation on Obi-Wan here. And, like, he basically beat him in his prime twice between the, the Episode 3 and the Kenobi show. He's got, you know, he compares a lot. He's going to go through a lot of shit and not have it sort of reflect badly on him. I'll go Kenobi. All right. And Pete, who do you got? I'm going to say Ray because she's OP. I feel like she's overpowered, <laughs> right? I mean, she just comes out of nowhere and just knows how to use the force. So I feel like a little bit more training. She could be really, really well in battle. So I'm going to go Ray. Wow. Look at that. Right across the board. One, one, one. Right. Okay. All right. We're going to move a little Sith now. All right. We'll go reverse order Pete. Um, you got to choose one to go with you, Vader, Doku, or Maul. Who you got? 
This is this is even though Vader is my favorite, I have to go Maul. I think Maul is tactical, but yet also has the 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 power behind him. Um, and I think you kind of need both in those situations. So I'm going to go Mr. Maul. Okay, Mike, who you got? Uh, Vader for feats, right? Reason just OP, and the fact that like he literally like in the middle of the Kenobi show, he's literally pulling ships out of the sky. Like that's something I want to have on my side, not fighting against me. Now remember, you also got to fight with him. So do you trust he's not going to turn and just choke you out? You know, if we're fighting for a common interest, I feel like he's going to be my most common enforcer on this. He doesn't really play nice. Nikki, who you got? Vader, Dooku? Oh, uh, actually, we're going to do this again. Marie's going to say somebody. I'm going to say Dooku. I think Dooku is the most, uh, the, has the most brains of the three. And is still obviously incredible with the lightsaber. You can see he d- destroyed Obi-Wan twice in two separate movies. Or Dooku, that is. And if it wasn't for Anakin being literally space Jesus... He wouldn't, you know, Dooku would be unstoppable. And you can see Dooku is very trustworthy in that he was very loyal to the Emperor right to the end. To the point where when he said kill him, he didn't even say anything. Like, are you kidding? He just looked at him. Like, he is, I think he's the most loyal person there can be. So I'm going with Dooku. Okay. Look at this. Um, All right. Let's go with the Mandalores. We'll go with Din, Django, or Boba. Nick, you go first. Um... I guess I'd go with Din, just because he seems like he's more powerful than Boba in my mind. And Django was pretty good himself, but once he got toe-to-toe with a fully trained Jedi, which was Windu at the time, it was I mean, not to say that Obi-Wan wasn't when they fought, but Mindu, Windu obviously had more experience. But once he got toe-to-toe with uh, base Windu, it was over for Django pretty quickly. And I never seen Din fight a, a Jedi, that's true, but Seems like uh, Boba's a little too uh, quiet to himself, if you will, and I'd rather go into battle with with Din, being that he seems to have more compassion. Okay. Pete, who do you have? Yeah, I'm going Din as well, pretty much for everything Nick said, but also he comes with a force-wielding Grogu, so I feel like you get the pair there. Um, so, yeah, uh, not to be unoriginal, but I'm going to go Din as well. And Mike, what do you got? I'll go Boba, because I think, again, I feel like more experience as a bounty hunter, I think is helpful here. He's got more gadgetry. He's got a better. He's got a better ship for fighting here. Plus, he brings Fennec with him, so I have an assassin on my side. Jeez. Well, you make good arguments. I will say the only thing is with Din is I feel like Din gets his butt kicked all the time and constantly needs help. So I don't know if I, I, it makes a, a lot of sense. But at the same time, I mean, can they can they let Din have a couple W's from? I feel like every time we're watching it, he's just in trouble, constantly in trouble, um, and constantly falling for traps. You would think he would he would not he would see coming by now. So I don't know. I just I I, I get that it's part of the storyline, but I don't know if I would trust Din. I think I'm going Boba. But um, all right, let's let's talk about a little muscle right now. Let's let's get big. Um, all right, you got to choose. You got Chewy. General Grievous or Cara Dune? Okay. Mike, you go first. Who are you taking? Chewy. Very, very easy because if he has a life debt to me, I will never get stabbed in the back. The other two might kill me if they get pissed off at me. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Who you got, Nick? Uh, I, I feel like I agree with Mike, but I'm also thinking in my head, like, if all of them fought in a Royal Rumble, Grievous would probably win, right? 
So I'm going to go with that, and I'm taking the chance that he might stab me in the back. But I think he would he'd be the strongest of the of the three. What do you got, Pete? Yeah, so I'm taking Grievous, and I'm not worried about him stabbing the back because usually he just runs away. So if anything, he'll probably just bolt. So I rather uh, having four lightsaber robot arms on my side for 30 minutes versus the whole battle than uh, you know Chewie or uh, who was it, Caradoon. So yeah, I rather Grievous. It's actually an interesting topic. If Chewie and Grievous were in the ring, who would win the match? This is I don't why know. We're <laughs> I, maybe Chewie. I think Chewie actually might win. Now that I'm thinking about it, like Obi Wan was one, even able one, to open with one blaster. I just mean fighting with brute strength. Oh, like yeah, just say no blasters. Just, yeah, just like just with, their, punches, with, their, like, with uh, their bare hands. All right, so like Grievous will grab both of Chewie's hands with with two of his arms and use the other two to pummel him. The reason I'm thinking Chewie might win is because Obi Wan was able to like, in, if you remember in in um. In Revenge of the Sith, he kind of like opened up his little his armor to um, to like reveal his like heart area. And think about how much stronger Chewie is than Obi Wan. You could just really rip the armor up and grab his heart out. Be done with it. I think Chewie's underrated strong. He's like old man strong. Um, I don't know. I just think that that'd be really tough. Grievous is obviously the choice there, but I got to tell you, Dune wouldn't be bad. If you all went down and you were on your dying moments, not too bad to look at on the ground while you're, while you're going out. Um, I'm just trying not to get canceled. That's why I didn't pick Cara Dune. (laughs) All right, let's go into pilots. Okay. Let's go Han Solo, Hera and Lando. Who you got, Mike? I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, our guy Han Solo because obviously I have Chewie on my squad already. So we're going to have the tag team reunite and Han Solo, I think takes, Many more risks in his flying. I think it pays off. Okay, Pete, who you got? I'm going Hera. I think Lando and Han can't be trusted. I think they're very flaky and they kind of worry about themselves, but Hera has that family mentality. Um, a little fast and furious for you too. We're all family. So I uh I would I would go I would go Hera in a heartbeat. I like that. Points to you for sure. Nick, who you got? Can I choose someone who's not an option? We'll come back to this. We're going to go down the list one more time. You're going okay. to give me a character on the tail end, but you got to well, give me one of the three. Between these three, I, I'd go with Han. I think Han is um, an excellent pilot. That's obvious, but also she. I think he proved at the end of A New Hope that he's not just in it for the money. So, go with Han. Very cool. All right, let's get into droids. Okay. R2-D2, C-3PO, BB-8, who you got? Pete, go first. Um, I have to say out of the three, I like BB-8 the best, but I think R2-D2 is more battle-hardened and battle-ready. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't remember the, the, the sequel trilogy that well, and I apologize, but I feel like R2 was more effective and went through, like, the Clone Wars and everything. So I, I would take him in a battle. Save Luke quite a bit. Yep. Nick, who you got? I'm not taking C-3PO. That's for sure. There's no <laughs> way easy. in the world. I would love to hang out with 3PO, but I am not bringing him into battle. He would be so annoying. So I I will take R2 as well. I think he's like, I think BB-8 is probably funnier than R2 is and a, and a better, maybe a better movie character, but R2 is, R2 can stand up for himself. So, He's got swag, for sure. Yeah. 
where where C-3PO is the person in the office that's constantly thinking that the whole company is going to go under and he's going to lose his job and is panicky. R2-D2 is the one that is uh, like, no, nah, we got this. It's, it's all good. Mike, what do you got? I think the correct answer in this category is not on the board, but if I had to pick between these three, R2 is technically the correct answer because R2 is just so many utility functions he's shown he can do. He can repair ships. He can fly. He uses, like, plasma torches of his, of his uh, droid body to, like, shoot opponents down. I think he is the choice of these three. So, Mike, I know who you're going to choose. I'm going to choose someone else, and we're going to go back to this. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do it now. Let's go through it, okay? So you, uh, I'll give all three of you real quick. Um, you can either add somebody in new. I'm going to name the category. You can add somebody new, or you can stay with your pick. Nick, for Jedi's, you want to you want to stay or do you want to change? I'll stay. Okay, Mike, what do you got? I'm staying with what I got. Well, Pete, I'll, I'll refresh. I said Luke. I think we should yep. say that too. So, Mike, you say who you had as well. Yep. Staying with Obi. I'll stay with Obi. Yeah, yeah. staying with Ray. Okay, for the Sith, Nick, are you staying with Dooku? I would have to say Palpatine, probably. Like you know, he took over the whole galaxy. I feel like he'd be a pretty good asset. I would say so. Uh, Mike, are you staying with Vader? I would also go with Palpatine because literally he, he took down four Jedi Masters in one shot, Palpatine, and he had <laughs> Vader basically fooled the entire time. Palpatine is definitely the answer here. Pete, any arguments? Uh, I, I would say Palpatine. I think I picking Maul, I forgot he's a little devious. So I would, I would, I would agree with Palpatine. We can probably skip over the Mandalores, right? We'll probably stay the same there. Any arguments? Yeah, I, don't, I don't really know anyone I would add, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anybody want to change on the muscle, or do you want to keep those three? I'm keeping Chewy. Um, yeah, I'm staying. Same. All right. Pilots, who do you want to change? Nikki, you go first, because I think you had a different one. Yeah, I, I, wanna, I, want, I want to go into battle with Poe. I think Poe's the best pilot out of any of them. I don't think it's close. I think he, Ballsy he's... Poe. Yeah, and I think that if you watch episode seven, Paul, excuse me, I said Paul, Poe is fantastic, and there's no issue with his character whatsoever, and he's calm, and he's a great leader, and everyone loves him, and then all of a sudden at eight, they turned him in, they changed his character completely because he had nothing to do, so they were like, oh yeah, let's make it so he's reckless, even though he wasn't in the first movie. So then he became reckless. I don't think that's his real character. I think his real character is what we saw in seven, which is like a very well-respected leader. And yeah. A hero. yeah, a hero for sure. I think that's a great answer. You guys have any others? I'm sticking with Han. Cool. And Droid, Mike, who are you going to change to? The correct answer is Chopper, without question, because Chopper literally has murdered 50,000 people here. So, like, if I'm going in a fight, I want the Droid not afraid to rack off body count. Yeah, that, that was pretty messed up. <laughs> we get to see a little bit of Chopper. So, anybody want to argue with that? I do. I think that I'm taking someone into battle. I want someone who can stand up for themselves against other people that I may take into battle. And if I put all these droids in, an, in a Royal Rumble situation, I think K2SO would pick Chopper up and rip him in half. And that'd be it for Chopper. So I'm going with K2SO. Doesn't look like we have any arguments from Pete on that either. I, I feel like both are great picks. One's a war criminal and the other one's like a like an assassin droid, so... Uh, they're t- they're definitely both great topics. Uh, excuse me, great characters. All right, guys. So let's move into some deep thoughts. Okay, you did a nice job there picking out your your battle squad. Um, we got two deep thought questions here. All right, 
Uh, we'll start with Mike on these and then we'll go to Nick and then to Pete in that order. So Mike, what is one untouched part of star Wars lore that you would like to see them put into live action? This could be a side story. It could be an origin story. Um, any of those other kind of areas can be included, but what's one thing that's always been talked about or a character that's been referenced that you would like to see get their due? I think for me, it's something I've been screaming about this podcast for a long time here. Nice Yellow Republic needs to be brought into canon, specifically Revan needs to be brought into canon, because Revan, I think, is a fantastic old Republic figure in terms of his storyline. I think he's been referenced, I think, in the Star Wars Visual Dictionary is in canon, but, like, never actually seen. Like, I think we need to write that sooner. I think Revan needs to be brought into Star Wars proper. Interesting. Yeah. For someone like myself, I, I wouldn't know anything where to start with that. So that would definitely be interesting. Uh, Nick, what do you have? Same question. So I think it's safe to say that the two most popular and main characters of Star Wars are Vader and Luke, right? I think we we're all in agreement on that. Maybe, maybe, maybe number three, maybe they're two of the top three, whatever. They're at the top of the list. And for the longest time, we did not get to see Vader in his prime. We saw him as a little kid. We saw him as a windy teenager. We saw him very, very close to his prime when he was Anakin in episode three. And then we didn't see him again until he was in his mid-40s and he was kind of like past his prime as Vader. And over the years, we've been seeing clips of him and a lot of things of him in between three and four. And that's been great. I want the same for Luke. We go from Luke as the end of Return of the Jedi when he starts building his academy and we see him a little bit in like uh, Mandalorian and and, uh, and um, uh, Boba Fett, but then the next time we catch up with him, he's way past his prime. In I guess in technically in Episode Seven, more so Episode Eight, where he really makes an appearance and has voice lines and whatnot. So show me him with the Jedi Order. Show me Master Jedi Luke. Yeah, no man, that would be sick. Give me just a Skywalker series. Let me see him just kicking ass all over and the place. To be honest, yeah. to be honest. How do you have Thrawn come back and do this whole Mando verse heir to the Empire and Luke just sit there and watch? I feel like he has to be involved. He should be. So maybe we will maybe we will be seeing this. I hope so. Oh, I love those first two. Pete, what do you have for that? So I, I want to do something different because I agree with both Mike and Nick. I mean, I've been talking about Darth Revan for forever. And and honestly, when it comes to doing my homework on Darth Revan, I don't have much knowledge. So that's why I want more Darth Revan. I want to learn about his character. Um, but I would love to see Starkiller uh, come into live action um, just because of the, the video games. The Force Unleashed was the power that this dude had was immense. Um, you know, talk about taking taking starships out of the sky. He did that like game two, I think the opening scene or something like that. So um, I would love to see that just for honestly, just for the action. Um, I got the storyline of Starkiller in the, in the games, but for the action and also maybe the character development, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, to be perfectly honest, guys, all those things would be really really cool and I, I think we deserve it there's a lot of the thing that i've come on to your to sky guys before and and you know i think i've said it the last few times that i've been on with you is for the casual viewer there's a lot of heavy storyline a lot of dialogue like this can we get some just action can we get some real like give me some old school lightsaber constant action with characters that you don't need to know 
multiple layers of storylines to understand time frames and planets and all this stuff. Just give me some OG prime Vader or prime Luke. Um, that would be a lot of fun. Um, so thanks for those thoughts. Um, let's get into the next one here. Um, this, this goes, once again, anybody can chime in any order here. If you could only pick one thing in Star Wars that makes absolutely no sense, okay? One thing you're just like, why? What would it be? Nick, we'll start with you. Take a second if you need it. No, I have this answer ready, and to me, I've seen people try to defend this on why it's not, on why it hasn't happened, but to me, it just doesn't, it never made sense, and it never will, and I never really thought about this till yesterday, actually, is why doesn't Padme just buy Anakin's mother? She has all this money, obviously, she's extremely rich, they're freeing Anakin, it's like, oh, you gotta stay here, though. (laughs) Why don't you just buy her? Free her. Even if you don't bring her with her, just free her and like buy her a house and say you can live there now. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> That's a really good one, actually. I, I feel like the obvious the obvious answer is why did they have a hole in the Death Star that blows up when you shoot something in it? But they had a whole movie <laughs> trying to explain that with Girl One. So like I feel like that's not really a an answer anymore. I'm pretty sure there was a family guy reference to that at some point. <laughs> yep. So can we like put some plywood over it? <laughs> right mike what do you have same question to you all right this is something i've mentioned before on the podcast when we back when we did our uh rewatch of episode three for uh for i think the prior obi-wan here this the second that we find out that palpatine is a sith lord why are we only taking four jedi with us to go deal with him this is a guy who literally like took advantage of the entire galaxy is the Master Sith Lord, we've been looking for for a decade and hiding out here, and says, you know what? Mace says, me and my three best friends are going to take care of this. Why is it every Jedi at the temple going down with him to take care of this problem? I think the, the re- I don't agree with it. I agree with you, Mike, but I think the reasoning is Mace Windu didn't even believe Anakin. That's what I think. Yeah, but even still, like, why take the chance? Mm-hmm. Agreed with you. Pete, what do you got? Same thing for you. Yeah, so this is not going to be a major storyline. This is going to be something that is just, it was a big why for me, is why did that Power Ranger in Book of Boba Fett have to do a spin move before he shot his gun? That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was There was zero reason for it. He wasn't even dodging a bullet. He just did a spin move, then shot. It is not a major story plot hole like Nick and Mike were talking about how it's like well why would you do this it's just the stupidest little thing that will always stick with me as to why this guy had to do a 360 before he shot his gun in the book of Boba Fett is, is, it, is it a legendary Sky Guys callback it's, it's, it's terrible absolutely terrible <laughs> Well, for me personally, guys, I, I, the thing that makes no sense is whoever's training all the stormtroopers, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like, clearly there's a lot of, you've, you've got these incredible, powerful leaders all above. Nobody's coming in to test them and their competency, their ability to fire a, a gun, a phaser. Nobody's checking to see if they actually have tactical abilities to, to fight. You've got 
thousands and thousands of them and not, they're all completely inept. So that's the thing that's never made any sense to me. You've got this massive army and they're all awful. So I don't you know. Um, so that I think I'd the problem with the stormtroopers is the hardware. I think they can't see out of their masks. I think they actually confirmed this in Rebels too. I think at one point I think like Ezra steals all the masks. I can't see anything out of this. Yeah. <laughs> then, then who's designing the suits? Because yep. they just they 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 can't bend from the waist. You know when they sit down because of the, the 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 actual chest armor, which clearly doesn't do anything because they just get fried all the time. They can't really like get into like a tactical moving position. They they can't like roll or or, or jump or do anything. They can just kind of slowly somewhere between a walk and a jog movement and just in a straight line. So anyway, I do have the answer for uh, that, that for that one for you as well. The Empire, are a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> there you go. Good soundbite. Um, all right. Well, we've got some other questions, but let's get in kind of to the rapid fire questions here. Does that sound good, Mike? Yeah, let's do rapid fire and wrap it up. Okay, cool. So we're just going to go down the line. Um, let's just keep it the same order for this time through. We'll go Pete, Nick, Mike. Okay. All right. Coolest ship or aircraft within Star Wars? Uh, I, my personal favorite is the X-Wing. I'm sitting in one right now. Uh, AP Tile 308, <laughs> Reddit made this. Uh, yeah, X-Wing. Okay, Nick? My favorite is, um, I, I actually don't know the exact name, the, the Naboo um, Padme's ship. A really cool looking chrome one. I, I, I should know the exact name, but really cool ship. Awesome looking. I think it's the Royal Star Cruiser, I want to say. I think it is, but I, I didn't want to say it and be wrong. What do you got, Mike? Millennium Falcon. I'm still, I mean, I'm sitting in it. Yeah, it's pretty fair. Um, all right, same order. Pete, who's the funniest character? Chopper. I think, I think he's hysterical without really having any dialogue. I really enjoy Chopper. Go ahead, Nick. Um, I'm gonna say Han Solo. Han's always made me laugh when he when he yells at three PO, he yells at Finn. In the sequels, everything with Han's always been very funny. That's not how the Force works. Yeah, and when he when he goes, you know, he calls Princess Leia your Highness and stuff like that. Mike, who do you have? Uh, they're both good answers. I'm gonna go BBA. BBA is like really just the ball of laughs whenever he shows up. All right. Same order here. So who would you least like to get a drink with on Batu? Pete, what do you got? Any character. They don't have to be Any on. Any character who'd you least like to get a drink with or get stuck next to at the bar? Uh, the investigator douche from Clone Wars. <laughs> that guy seems like a, just an ass. So I wouldn't want to have a drink with him. Cool. What do you got, Nick? I have to go with uh, Obi Wan's friend Dex. He seems like a really nice guy, and I'm sure I would enjoy a drink with him. But he probably smells horrible. I'm going with him. Mike, what do you got? Nick, I'm surprised you didn't pick Palimato for that one. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, but at least she wouldn't smell. Yeah. All right. For me, don't know that. Yeah, you don't know that. There's no way Dex. There's no way Dex doesn't smell. Like I know he does smell. Pelly works at a grease pit all day. So does so does so does uh Dex. <laughs> what do you got, Mike? 
I'm going with the mayor's assistant from Boba Fett because that guy would just annoy at how much he whines about things and like he would just be insecure by his drink order the whole night. Very fair. Who um, I'm going to ask a, a question here. Who is who's the one that is constantly repairing Din's ship? What's her name again? Ellie Mata. Ellie Mata. That's her. That's no, yeah, Mata. there you go. Okay, so it is Mata. All right. Yeah, that that's got to be up there as well. Um, but then I will also say. I hate to say it, but I feel like Cassie Nandor is kind of a, a downer all the time and always has trouble around. So I feel like he's that shady dude at the bar that you probably wouldn't want to get stuck next to. <laughs> Everything is just so negative. Um, so, um, okay, this is a funny question. Quick rapid fire here. All right. If your girlfriend or significant other sees you in Star Wars underwear, what character are you least embarrassed about being on the front <laughs> go ahead Pete. uh c3po <laughs> I'm... um mall because it's happened <laughs> <laughs> mike what do you got it's gotta be vader it's the only against correct answer in my opinion <laughs> okay <laughs> i could get behind that um yeah, I, I would. I would definitely say Maul is probably the one that you'd probably be most confident about. Um, okay, now let's go down. What is uh, Pete best planet? It could either just be your favorite, looks the coolest, or um, specific reason. But best planet. I'm gonna give you a tie. It's a tie for Mustafar and Coruscant. I think they're two separate like very very polarizing different difference uh differences between the two um but i like both those planets just for for what they are they're just really cool nice nick uh, what do you got i have a tie as well and one of them is coruscant as well with pete it's really cool looking and also i i if i had to pick like where where i'd live like i'd choose to work in coruscant but i wouldn't choose to live there i'd want to live in naboo i mean it's just it's beautiful Mike, what do you have? I think the boo is the correct answer for this question because I mean it's the most like it's the prettiest place to live. There's not a lot of crying going on when the Trade Federation isn't involved, and like you can get like a lot of different like climates you want to visit there. You're not stuck in the city, or you're not freezing, you're not burning. Like you got a nice variety of temporal climates. So I gotta say something, Mike, about that is I agree with you. Obviously, I just said it, but we've only seen the what's the word I'm looking for? Like the monarch side of Naboo. I don't know what goes on elsewhere in that planet. I mean, we've seen, we saw the Gungans area as well, but we every, remember every time we go there, we're with the queen. Yeah. We're not with the common folk. So I wonder what happens. You know, we've been in King's Landing. Show me another town. I mean, to be fair, the the the, the people, the leaders seem like very benevolent people. So I would assume that they do. They seem. They like, do. They I'm assuming, the but I don't well. know. Yeah, I'm making that assumption. All right. Well, let's wrap up rapid fire. Last one, okay? This was this was a late edition. Um, you gotta you gotta take a stand. Which is better, Clone Wars or Rebels? Go, Pete. Clone Wars, no question. Nick, Clone Wars, but there is a question. Mike, Rebels was close. Ooh, wow! Didn't think that we were gonna get that to finish. Um, look. We've gotten through a lot of stuff tonight so far. Um, all great. I'm going to give everybody one last chance here. This is as you guys get into your next season of content and thinking through kind of 
future Sky Guys episodes and whatnot. Uh, this is your chance if you want to take one more soapbox moment, make one more interesting statement, one more observation that doesn't have to do with anything we talked about tonight. Here's your chance. Uh, so take a, a hot second here, think through it. What's like your final statement uh, that you would have? Um, Mike, you want to try first? In terms of a grand statement here, I would say to the people here who watch these shows, oh, let Nick go. Nick is ready. <laughs> yeah, I am ready because it's a question that Pete was asked that I did not get asked, and I wanted to chime in on it because I have an answer, which was uh, something that he thinks he could write better. And remember, remember, let the record show that Pete said he would rewrite the most influential scene in the history of cinema. But <laughs> I think that I could have done a better job with the ending of Return of the Jedi. Not the ending in terms of what happened. I think in terms of what happened, everything was great. We didn't have any issues. But this is something that we just have accepted because this came out all before we were born. And I don't know if this was a complaint amongst people who were alive at the time when the movie came out, but they really just recycled the Death Star and made another one. That's kind of kind of lazy. Like I would have redone that and put it so instead of taking Luke when the when Vader captured him. Instead of taking Luke to the Death Star, he would have taken him to Coruscant, to the Imperial Palace, and that all would have went down on Coruscant. We would have to see, we would get to see like what's going on in the whole world of the Empire instead of just doing that on another Death Star. Interesting. I've always wondered what did Coruscant look like in the time of the Empire. Like we've seen little pieces of it in Rebels, seen little pieces of it in in the uh, the Star Wars Jedi games like Fallen Order and, and Survivor and whatnot, but. I really want to see like what's going on with with the Senate, the Imperial Palace, all that stuff. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the intent was to try to have that thing be basically space jail, um, and they weren't going to take them anywhere nice. Um, but clearly, their state of the art prison did not work. So, um, Mike, what do you have? Yeah, this is might be hot take ish, but I'll go with here. Like, you know, we'll never see it happen. I do want the Ryan Johnson Star Wars like trilogy here. I feel like he was at least willing to take chances and do different things with Star Wars as opposed to trying to bend everything to a pretzel and conform to what would make fans the happiest. I appreciate the storytelling risks, and Ryan Johnson's a bunch of great things. I think Last Jedi gets dunked on a lot. I think a lot of it's unfair. I think give Ryan Johnson another chance. No, it's never going to happen. Interesting. Okay, and Pete, what do you have? Uh, honestly, I think Mike has enough sound bites of me for, from this, uh, show. So I don't think I'm going to take any more stands. Uh, I feel like I'm going to get roasted heavily, as I said. So I'm, I'm good. Okay. Well, um, I guess as we wrap up now, the final, final question is, and once again, you can talk about this, this will, this will probably be something in the future, but, um, on a scale of, let's say, one meaning don't watch, 10 meaning you must watch. For the casual viewer who hasn't dove into Ahsoka so far, we'll finish with this. Um, give me give me a number, and then I'll pass it back over to Mike, and my hosting duties are over. Nick, what would you say? One, don't need to watch, 10 you must watch. Meaning the Ahsoka show or the stuff surrounding the show? That's the Ahsoka show itself. I would say it is uh, nine because if you plan to watch the stuff that's coming out after and you didn't see this, none of it's going to make sense. This is like trying to watch. This is like trying. That's like trying to watch Avengers Infinity War without having seen any of the prior material. 
Mike, same thing to you. He, Nick nailed it. It's a nine. I think if you want to understand the Mantha movie coming up here, like you're not going to get half the characters are in it. Like if you have not watched either the animated shows or Ahsoka. One of the two. Are you in agreement? One of the two. I'm I'm a I'm a little bit lower, um, only because I think if you haven't watched and you're the casual fan, you haven't watched Star Wars and Rebels, you're not gonna know the characters in that show, and you're gonna be confused anyway. Um, so it is important. I do agree with Mike and Nick that it's important to watch it. Um, but I would give it a seven only because a casual fan that hasn't watched the content prior is still gonna be confused whether they skipped over it or they're watching it. Um, so that's why I bring it a little lower. Everybody's in agreement. You must watch Clone Wars and Rebels first. Oh yeah. <laughs> At least a curated list. You know, there's there's stuff in Clone Wars you can skip. Yeah, you can go to our actually our episodes are pretty perfect on that and have like the little what you need to see kind of things. But also on, I'm not sure if it's still on there anymore because Ahsoka's over now. But they had like a section like Ahsoka the Essentials, and it was just like the episodes that were really essential to understanding Ahsoka. Yeah, I also I also point out here for any people who want to get into Clone Wars, anytime you see an arc starring a droid, you can skip it. You will save a lot of time in your life. Good to know and noted. So with that being said, guys, we have a lot more stuff for the next AMA episode. We'll talk through it all then, but I'm passing hosting duties back over to the experts. Sky guys, I bow to you. Yeah, Dan, thanks for taking all the time to do this. First of all, I really appreciate it. A lot of hard work on your end. Yeah, no problem. I enjoyed it. And once again, for me to kind of just hear to all the things that, you know, you guys are constantly investing your time and, and effort into, um, it's good just to hear, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, this is a character that you guys or storyline that you referenced that maybe I didn't give as much time or I probably should have. So you've given me some more homework to prepare for the next one. Yeah. So that stuff is going on here. I'll get to this plug, like the socials in a second here, but so what we're doing next week here, we did not do a bracket in March because we were in the middle of Mandalorian, but it is time to do some brackets here, uh, guys. So, Nick, next week we are October starting... Madness instead of March Madness? November Madness. November Madness, okay. Yeah, so basically this is like the preseason NIT of college basketball, except in Star Wars form. So the bracket yeah. we have decided to do next week is that we're going to st- reveal, have the bracket selection show next week. We're going to cover the best Star best, best transitions of Star Wars characters from animation to live actors inspired by Ahsoka. We have... 17 characters in this bracket. It's going to be one playing round here coming up next week. But we have two guests who work together, put the bracket together, come on next week. We're going to reveal the bracket, and we're going to go through one region at a time throughout the month of November until we get to a winner. I'm ready. Pete, you excited for this bracket? Uh, Listen, I'm always excited for a good bracket. Yeah. I have seen the bracket ahead of time. I made the graphics for it. The guys did a good job, in my opinion. But we'll see if you agree. That's cheating, man. I have. Hey, they don't make the graphics themselves. Oh my lord, you got it. He's the executive producer. (laughs) He has to see it. Spoilers, Mike. Come on, man. I'm not spoiling you guys. (laughs) All right. I'll say this I've seen a section of the bracket, Pete, and it is really well done. Um, You guys will have your your work cut out for you thinking through it all. So just because they've seen it doesn't mean that there's a perfect answer. That's fair. Yeah. And I think it's a fun question, Nick, because we can discuss like, is this a matter of, like, do they look right? Are they portrayed right? Is the actor right? There's a lot of different ways to consider how the transition is made correctly. I'm excited to get into it because I really don't know. I know, like, what we're doing. I know the concept of it. But, like, I'm excited to see, like, how it's actually going to play out in terms of, like, 
I don't know, just seeing side by side pictures, thinking about individual characters. Like I could think of a couple characters at the top of my head right now, but obviously you have more than that. You have like 17, 18 people on this list. I think 17. So I'm interested to like seeing them thinking to myself, like, oh wow, okay, all right, this is interesting. And it's all animated to live action, not vice versa, right? Not vice versa. This is people this is people, right. characters whose first appearance in Star Wars media was in animated form. Okay. So no Leia's and Landos. It's not Leia and Lando going the other way. Okay. Got it. That might be a future. That might be a future bracket. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, well, I thank you guys for coming out here, Dan. Thanks for coming on. First of all, people want to follow you on social media. How can they do that? Yeah, I'm under that golf guy on Twitter. Um, I changed my name, so <laughs> if you want to follow me, you can. But if not, um, trust me. Just and keep listening, enjoying it. Um, you guys know what you're talking about, and um, I, I enjoy the content. Anytime you want to do a random. Uh, candy bag episode like this, I'm in. All right. So, Pete, people want to follow you on social media. I'm going to do that. At Consy29, C O N S Y29 on Twitter. Uh, Nick, one more time. How can people follow us on social media? At Sky Guys Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Threads, and TikTok. Yeah, you can also follow me on social media, MPHILIPS331. It's M P H I L I P S331. This week, over the Just on the Suffering podcast here. I will say two people on this panel are going to be on the episode, so I will just leave it at that. Which two is up to it's up to you, guess. And with we all know, I guess. Yeah, we we'll, if you listen to it, you'll find out what we talked about. But that's up for us here. But until then, we'll be back next week to cover our bracket reveal party. We're gonna have a selection show coming up here. But until then, may the force be with you. <laughs>